0: Yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Couch Stew Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker. I'm joined, as always, by Matt. The Celtics are on hot streaks, so they're not going to do any trade deadline moves. Chamberlain, how's it going, Matt?
1: Um, well, we'll get to the basketball bit in a minute. You know, Ryan, it's it's okay. Um, I got a very average haircut today. I'm just I'm living just a really average life right now. Oof. Uh, you know. Oof.
0: It's
1: not Oof. Fun. Kind of is just kind of going trudging.
0: I would say, like, I can see your haircut right now, and it's fine. I mean, it's not like top 10 Matt Chamberlain haircuts mm-hmm. of all time, but it's not like bottom 10 either. You know, it's Maybe just bit...
1: out, pray to God in the morning, like it looks better. But...
0: <laughs> you got that I... playoff cut coming, you know?
1: Was... My, my hair was getting long. Mm-hmm. I was like, getting like high school, middle school boy,
0: mm-hmm. like, Justin Bieber. Saying,
1: yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. a, at this point, anything better than what it was. So you know, just yeah. now, you look like the average
0: white guy. <laughs> yeah. see what you're saying is you have a man button now. <laughs>
1: Stop it. That is not average where we live, Ryan.
0: Uh that's fair. I
1: get you like stared
0: at like, <laughs> profusely. Average in other places in the world, just <laughs> not where we live in Middle of the World, Oklahoma. So, uh anyways enough about our uh <laughs> uh mediocre lives it's february you know it's just the mer- it's like the most bland time of the year there's like football seasons winding down right and yeah. everyone in the nba is angsty because they all think they're gonna get traded and so like all of the the news stories are all angsty this time of year and you know it's february we just got survived in oklahoma Just an incredible, incredible time right now in twenty twenty-two. People around here
1: handled it a lot better than I thought they would this year. I don't know what I was expecting. I guess just after COVID and pandemic life and all that, I just expected people to be like, "Not another freaking thing," and just like, you know, be reckless. Mm, Yeah, that's what we do with COVID here. So, and and you know what? Surprisingly calm, well handled. I'm, you know. Made it bearable.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we all got used to just staying home. Like, not a lot just, you know, changed. It was not bad. I can say. Not bad. Yeah. But before we talk about actual basketball and talk about sports and some other stuff, let me remind everyone listening to follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. If you search for Couch GM Podcast, you can find us there. Give us a follow. If you haven't already, uh, give us a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choice. That would be a big help to us. Matt, what people miss in episode 132?
1: Yes, so over the last couple of weeks, we've done uh, midseason disappointments, and then last week, midseason surprises. Again, trying to shed a positive light on the NBA. Not always something uh, that gets done in uh, talk radio, talk media. So uh Try to be a little positive last week and then uh we uh, shouted out our league pass teams for the week ryan you had the new orleans pelicans the fighting new orleans pelicans. pelicans and they've uh you know brandon ingram's back they're kind of doing some things i don't really know what but they're doing <laughs> some things
0: they're in the playing now as of tonight
1: so ridiculous it.
0: They beat the Houston Rockets and all of a sudden they're in the and They're at the ten. It's insane.
1: At twenty-one and thirty-two.
0: Garbage. I, I uh, found myself continually saying this week, "Okay, Herb Jones." Okay, <laughs> that, that's 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 my uh, recap of this week from the Pelicans. That's all I got he for you. That one nice finish over Jokic late
1: in their Nuggets. Daggers,
0: spin. Matt. Daggers ice in his veins. Yeah, Herbert. Um... And then I had the Knicks. Oh god. Oof. <laughs> I, I forgot to check on you midweek because that was, that was rough. That was a r- rough rough, yeah. rough go of
1: it. So right before our last podcast, they had just played the Bucks. Understandably uh didn't go well. And then, you know, first game out of the pod, then they got the Kings with no Deer and Fox so okay that game went well for them you know everyone's scoring a little bit uh cool all right wednesday you have to play a real game again though playing the grizz of course it didn't go well and uh then then they had their lakers game the other night ryan which i mean, just being new york and la i feel like everybody was watching it even though just in terms of pure basketball really not something worth watching
0: <laughs> yeah like saturday night like you think uh Like, Knicks-Lakers, this is going to be a fun game. No, they're both, like, bottom-feeding of their conference. One of them is barely in the play-in. Yeah. And, yeah, it's just – I mean, what was – I think the Knicks were up, like, 15 at half or something like that. Yeah, Knicks came out scorching
1: hot. Yeah, up 15 at the half. Scored 42 points in the first quarter, which is unheard of for the Knicks. And then Ryan – the third quarter happened, outscored thirty-one to thirteen. Fourth quarter, kind of, kind of got back into it, and then scored four points in overtime. So that's pretty rough.
0: Uh, but, yeah, Russell Westbrook didn't play enough, I don't think, for in the second half for the Knicks to uh, get the win.
1: The Knicks scored forty-two points in the fourth or in the first quarter. The Knicks scored 44 points in the third quarter, fourth quarter, overtime combined. So um, that tells you about how that went.
0: Remember when I said Derrick Rose was out six to eight weeks, and then the Knicks' offense would be reevaluated in about eight weeks? I wasn't That's too far off. Accurate. <laughs> um, I will say though,
1: shout out Star Jay Barrett. You know, I I I don't know
0: what he's going to be in the league, Ryan but this kid can play. Man, I watching him play, it's like, oh, this guy is really fun. And, like, he scored a lot of points the other night. And then you realize he played 50 minutes. Like, all right, what would he do in, like, 30 minutes, 36 minutes? Like, normal, non-Tom yeah. Thibodeau minute. Uh, and you think he would be a good player still, but, like, is he, like, second-best player on, like, on a championship team? Probably.
1: I'll say he. I feel like that's still
0: like a good peak for him. Like, like he could hit. Like, like is his? Up. Is he more like Chris Middleton? Like he feels uh, more like Chris Mid- Middleton to me than any other player currently in
1: the league. Like you need like a one A star, right? To be like your number one, right? Yeah, probably right on that. You know, but still, he, like a kid can actually do some stuff, and. If I'm him, like, I mean, I'm trying to get out of there. Like, I'm trying
0: to get a coach in there. Like, <laughs> you're trying to get um, – Z- you're either trying to get Zion to New York as soon as possible or you're just looking for a way out. Yeah. I think the,
1: the thing for me is, like, he he is developing. Like, he really is. But it's, like, how much more could he be developing with a coach that wanted him to develop? Like, mm. Then give two craps if he develops or not. You know, like he's just like, go do this job. That right. I'm asking you. Like, I, I feel like he could be a lot better with coaches who actually cared about him. You know? So, I don't know. My takeaway uh, whatever RJ Barrett stock people are willing to sell, I'm probably willing to buy.
0: Mm, mm. Leave it. My, that. That's good. That's good. Well, that brings us to the news for this past week, Matt. And boy, oh boy, there is some stuff that happened this week. Are you ready for the this week's news? Because it is uh, lengthy. Let's start off with some trades, Matt, because this this week we got two somewhat uh, interesting trades. We got Kar- the Karis LeVert gets dealt trade uh, again. That's why I've come up with two names for these trades, and one of them is way more succinct than the other, but we'll get to that later. Uh, so, Karis Levert gets traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and they also get a 2022 second round pick via the Miami Heat. Indiana, in return, gets Ricky Rubio, and effectively an expiring contract uh 2022 first round pick lottery protected most likely to convey Mm -hmm. this year 2022 second round pick via houston that's going to be a good second round pick and a 2027 second round pick via utah that might be good that might be a good second round pick matt we don't know (laughs) tbd all right what are your immediate takeaways from that trade let's let's dive into this um while we're here
1: um indiana is tearing it down right like yeah, I don't know if it's full like tear down, but they're tearing it down. Like because Rubio, it's not just that he's expiring; it's that like he's not playing this year. Like with right. the injury, yeah, yeah,
0: he yeah. has a,
1: he's done. Right, yeah. This is literally just we're trading him for picks, and there had to be some money somehow.
0: <laughs> we had to make money work somehow.
1: And yeah, Indiana, Indiana's offense. We're talking about the Knicks' offense. Indiana's offense ain't any better, and you basically just tossed out the one perimeter player that felt like, like oh, if we actually need a bucket from a guard, that's who we're going to give the ball to.
0: Yeah, it could create his own shot, effectively. So, Outside of Chris Duarte.
1: Yeah. yeah, at this point, this seems like Indiana's got in for a top 10 pick of their own uh, right now. And then from Cleveland, I, this is probably similar to some other teams like we've talked about in the past, whether it's like the young Celtics from, a, you know, three, four years ago or, or other teams of, you know what, you got a little momentum. Like, let's just see where this goes. You don't expect anything. Right. Just see and like this Karis LeVert deal, like
0: it's got this year, next year on it. You don't like him, trade him. No big yep. deal. He's like an expiring you. contract at the next trade deadline for sure. Yeah. yeah. So
1: if it works, gets you to the second round. Cool, but if it
0: doesn't work, trade them. Not that hard. Someone else will buy Karrasburg. Guarantee. Right. right. Yeah, I like this. I like this a lot for the Cavs because, like you said, it's just such low risk stuff. Like you're trading around away your first round pick this year. Okay, like this is the this is like the worst pick the the Cavs have had since like LeBron. So like whatever, like just like go in a little bit, it's low risk. Like you sent out some second round picks that weren't even yours. You got a second yeah. round pick back. So I don't, I, I mean, it's, it's totally a fine deal from that perspective and it gives them a wing score. Like that's where the Cavs have kind of hurt this year is in scoring. We talked about it last pod and it, I think it's a really good deal for them. Give someone else to create outside of Darius.
1: and yeah. let's just say like their own pick falls at like pick number like 23 this year that houston pick and the second round's probably going to be something like pick 32 so you effectively traded number 23 and number 32 for carouselvert that's what you did and when you know tra- take out all the other stuff you know uh, is carouselvert worth it i don't know maybe maybe not right. but you right. know if it doesn't work like you can probably trade him for another lottery protected first, or something like you know,
0: I mean, this is exactly. I mean, the Cavs haven't had this much hope since LeBron and yeah. before he left. So, I mean, right, good vibes here. Yeah, you just gotta ride the wave, you know. Good, good deal all around by the Cavs. I don't, I mean, yeah, do you think Indiana could have gotten more for Karis Lavert? No, yeah, I, this, think we're, we're I, I think you're right. First. Yeah,
1: so and like we talked we were talking pre-pod that houston second round pick like that's actually kind of a nice pick because in most nba drafts the difference between a pick in the early 20s and a pick in the early 30s like quality of player usually ain't that different by that point in the draft like you know maybe there's certain guys you prefer but for the most part usually the talent level is about there And an advantage of a second round pick is that it's a non-guar or it can be a non-guaranteed contract, or if it's going to be guaranteed, you can get it at a slightly lower number. So, you know that that pick is reasonably valuable. Of course, you like picking ten spots earlier, but you know, like I don't feel like you were getting too legit first. You know, for cash right. over. So, and it's about as good as you're getting.
0: Yeah, kind of interesting. Just like a side note to this trade, like I think it was. Very like a clear signal that this was Indiana like ducking out of the Eric Gordon like sweepstakes, too. Whatever sweepstakes there was for Eric Gordon, not saying like a ton of oh, yeah. people are going after him, but interesting. They picked Karis Levert over Eric Gordon. Um, yeah, we win did, yeah, yeah, just kind of interesting side bit there. Um, if you read between the lines, but on to the next trade, Matt. And I uh, titled this trade Portland Saves on Their Tax Bill? Question mark? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so uh, this trade happened earlier in the week and just was stunning when I read this on my phone. So Portland got Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon oh. Johnson, eh. and a 2025 second-round pick via Detroit. Eh. And the Clippers got... Norm Powell and Robert Covington? Like, what? (laughs) What are we doing? To recap the last trade deadline, Portland traded Gary Trent Jr., an NBA starter. Let's keep all this in mind. NBA starter, young piece for Norm Powell. To go all in, to get Norm Powell, right? And then they flip Norm Powell for a pocket full of lint? Also like, trading
1: two fifth-round picks for Robert Covington.
0: Like, what is Portland doing? I know this was previous, like, management, but, oh my, how, like, if you don't, like, if you see this trade come across as, and you're a GM, like, wouldn't you, like, immediately call Portland and be like, we'll do CJ for, like, two second-round picks? What do you say? Let's call it into <laughs> the league. Wow uh
1: yeah this is so strange like robert covington's expiring so and again i feel like the consensus across the league now is like robert covington like everyone's kind of realized like he's not great he's fine right like he's better on a contender right uh, as you know a fourth or fifth
0: piece and off ball like, defender not on
1: yes like everyone's finally realized what he is which okay so you're you were never going to recoup the value that you gave up for robert covington like you just weren't but it's hard like to be honest if you would have said the trade for just straight if it was just robert covington for eric bledsoe and that second round pick
0: i would have been like okay you know
1: like it's not awesome but maybe you can flip bledsoe or you know, a Detroit second round pick like that, eh, that might be another pretty good second round pick. But then that would effectively leave the rest of the trade as Norm Powell for Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson. And that doesn't make any sense. Like, again, why you said, previous management.
0: Where's Gary? Like, why can't we just have Gary Trent Jr.? (laughs) That's (laughs) my overall point is like, you watch the Raptors this year. And he's freaking killing he was doing so well in Portland last year and in the bubble for them. Yeah, like why would
1: randomly exploded now?
0: Like, why would you just like give up these assets for essentially nothing? Like, you can't tell me this is the best deal for Norm Pelt, right?
1: There's no way. Yeah.
0: Like, there's There's absolutely no
1: salary dump.
0: Like, this is shocking. And, like, the Clippers are like, yeah, we'll take these good, productive NBA players and flip them for other stuff, probably. Like, I mean, Norm Powell, and they might end up on the team. Who knows? But, like, I am just, like, stunned by this mismanagement from Portland. This is, like, all-time stuff that we're getting into now.
1: And I know we were texting earlier in the week. I mean, if you're Dame or CJ or Nurkic, how do you – be like okay yeah i want to stay here still now like this like, is clearly not going in the direction like this that is not a winning move they just made for now or honestly for the future like this is it's not like you just got like
0: three first round picks back or, or two like first-round. nba starters like you gave up two nba starters for all bench guys for yeah. what for well,
1: like so this year... Like honest to god, like he hasn't been bad when he's been running like a second unit. But like, why? One, who cares? And two, isn't he redundant with Dame and CJ?
0: He's redundant with Dame, CJ, and Anthony Simons. You're gonna, you figure you're gonna pay Anthony Simons this summer. Like, what is happening?
1: So like, Bledsoe to me probably isn't staying on this team. I assume. I guess.
0: I don't I guess, know. I mean, he has one year left on his deal, right? So he's an expiring contract. But, like, who's coming to – if Dames, like, ends up saying, like, yeah, I'm happy, like, what does it matter? Like, if you have this expiring contract, it's not going to matter by next offseason.
1: Yeah. This is – Portland just they, – they better be going full teardown. Like, I've – if they don't trade C.J., this deadline or like over the summer. I'm just gonna I'm I'm seriously gonna like update my resume. <laughs>
0: like, I mean could you I, not I say
1: I can do I can do this. <laughs> <Bare> <laughs> minute, I can do this.
0: I just like, I like haven't been this shocked about how bad of a trade has been in a while. And this is Just one of the worst, I think the worst trades, one of the worst trades since we've started doing this podcast. And I'm just totally in shock still.
1: You mentioned like in the title of this trade, like this is legit. Like Portland was like we're trying to save some money right now. Saved about $4 million, which it's like helped them, you know, with getting under the tax, which okay, like I get it. Like you don't want to be paying the tax. Like they're literally like $900,000, $900,000 $900,000, $900,000 under the tax line right now. Like I get it, but like, cause you're not good this year. You don't pay the tax. If you don't have to totally get it. It's just, you know, Tim McMahon no other way of doing that though with still a week and a half before the trade deadline,
0: Tim McMahon of ESPN. I've listened to a couple of podcasts he's been on the last couple of weeks and he's a big Mavericks Reporter, right. I'm gonna to get to a point here in a second. Just, just follow with me, you know. He said uh, when talking about like Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and if the Mavs are gonna deal with them, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, about saving on their uh, Mavs tax bill, and his quote was, "If the Mavericks are worried about saving on their tax bill now, they're gonna be worried when Luka Doncic acts out and doesn't want to be." on the team anymore, that's when you start worrying about not having a tax bill. And this is the same freaking thing with Portland. If you want to save on your tax bill, you're going to not have CJ McCollum and you're not going to have Damian Lillard on your roster. End of story.
1: Yeah. There's no other way around this. This is I mean we can like- get into the small market bit. They don't get any free agents. You know, whole Whole
0: thing. Okay, so let's play this out. If you're Damon CJ, let's say the uh, Trailblazers get a top ten pick. Like, what are you getting in return for that? A rookie that you're gonna have to wait like two seasons to develop? That's not happening.
1: Like this draft class, like it's not that I don't like it because I do, but whoever you're, like if you're not getting in that top five, like it's gonna be a guy that's gonna take a couple years.
0: Right. Right. Which is
1: fine. It's kind of normal, but Dame and CJ ain't trying to wait a couple of years.
0: But that's the thing: is like, if you look at the standings, they like decided to tank like at halfway through the season. Well, Detroit's at twelve wins, Orlando's at twelve wins, Houston's at fifteen, Oklahoma City's at seventeen. They're at twenty-one. You're not catching any of those teams, so no, you're effectively
1: going to be intentionally tanking, like tanking, tanking now.
0: <laughs> yeah, SGA has a sprained ankle and that's going to be the worst sprained ankle of all time like dude's going to be out for like six months
1: and to be honest like cj is pretty good like he's going to get you some wins you don't want to get and he doesn't seem like the type of guy it's like with his injury history that's like going to go out there and like halfway try
0: like, right. he's like if i'm
1: out there i can be trying because me just being out there is an honestly an injury liability
0: Well, even then, like Dame's gonna come back eventually. Like he's not that type of dude who's like, "All right, we're gonna just start losing these games."
1: Yeah, I, I'm so confused. Like again, even if you had to eventually take this specific deal, why, why did you take it this early? Right. You know, it was like seen from like the office when like Dwight's like, "Take the deal, take the deal, take the deal, take the deal, take the deal. deal. (laughs) Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it," it." and. The, just like get someone a cave you know right,
0: right. yeah I, I just i have no words for this trailblazers team it's this has been this has been one of the most like it, just worst turns for a franchise we've seen mid-season i mean outside of like houston last year but even then they got like a pretty good return for harden so Oh, boy. Man, moving on from incompetent franchises, I guess, and going on to All-Star Reserves. (laughs) Let's talk about some All-Star Reserves, Matt. Uh, So they were announced this week. From the East, on the Reserves, we have Jimmy Butler, Darius Garland, James Harden, Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum, and your boy Fred Van Fleet. Any surprises there? Anything that stands out to you?
1: The one that I was surprised about was Chris Middleton. And
0: yeah, that, that that was surprising, I like Chris Middleton.
1: Yeah, you know? but wait, where is your son Jared
0: Allen? I that's that's my point. Is the wrong cab made the All Star team? how many times does Jared Allen have to get overlooked? He had like 20 points in like the first half the other night against the Charlotte Hornets because they don't have a center worth anything. And he keeps getting overlooked. Although Darius Garland's had a good season. You know, I get it, but I think he's going to be an all-star replacement. I mean,
1: Katie's out. Katie's oh, yeah.
0: out. Um, Zach Levine still like day to day. So he, who knows? Indeed. So, uh, he might it might be an all star replacement. Two calves might be in the all star game. <laughs> yeah. Who, if you had, if I gave you that bet at the beginning of the season, how much like money would you have put on it?
1: Like forty cents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like a penny. <laughs> like,
1: I mean, you probably would have gotten incredible odds, um, but. Yeah, between, like, Jared Allen and, you know, maybe LaMelo, I honestly would have taken both of them over Middleton for the All-Star game this year, just to be honest.
0: Yeah. I mean, because he's missed time. Um... He he hasn't, like,
1: again, he just hasn't been as great as he normally is. Right. And so that's an unfair thing that's, like, swaying my opinion towards those other guys. Like, because he's obviously been good. Right. just. I didn't really feel – he didn't feel like an all-star.
0: Mm, that's a good you know? point. Yeah. And I,
1: I was just going to say, like, to be honest, I don't care about, like, above-average perimeter defense for the all-star game. Like, it doesn't matter to me. You
0: like, would rather have Lamelo just throwing ridiculous oops to yeah. whoever. Yes, I would. Who also might be an all-star replacement. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see about that. Just an incredible 12 months, though for chris middleton here gold medal nba championship two-time all-star yeah just take a victory lap dude um and that brings us to the west uh reserves devin booker chris paul luca rudy gobert Draymond green donovan mitchell carl anthony towns so i mean it's two sons like we expected Draymond's gonna have an injury replacement we would assume so anything stand out I mean Carl Anthony Towns I mean all of these guys deserve to be in the all-star game I don't really have any problems with it
1: yeah I mean obviously there's the weird bit of like neither of the Suns backcourt got the starting nod but again we understood with Steph and Ja, like why that had to happen but I get it it's Almost weird having two jazz like I'm again both deserve it but like just knowing like the jazz to you know seem quote unquote dysfunctional, like seeing two jazz is a little weird but no, I don't mind it. I thought Cat should have been a starter based off of mm. how they do front court or back court. So there's just me. And then Draymond, I honestly think Draymond deserved it. Like I really do. So I'm yeah. cool with it. It's just you know we just got to find an injury replacement for him now um and again that also ties back into like andrew wiggins should have, shouldn't have should have made the all-star team in the first place let alone right. being named a a starter. starter
0: yeah weird stuff going on there weird stuff with that vote but um yeah i mean donovan mitchell having a good season i still like my idea that i pitched a couple years ago i think i did this off the pod if you're like lebron and you're like serious about winning the championship this year, wouldn't you like draft Rudy Gobert as soon as you could and have KD take Donovan and every time like you're around Rudy at practice and be just like keep keep the bug in his ear, like man, it's crazy Donovan doesn't pass you the ball more. You're such a dominant big man. Just, <laughs> just
1: playing mind games.
0: Just do the just do the maniacal thing. Cause I feel like Chris Paul would do that. Or like Michael Jordan would do that, you know? You just yeah. got to take advantage of these moments. That's what That was my idea about the Ben Simmons, uh, Joel Embiid uh, situation a couple years ago. Whisper Turns out you long. didn't even need to do that. You just needed Trey Young in a playoff game in Game 7 in Philly. Um, <clears throat> anyways, last piece yeah. of All-Star news.
1: I was just going to ask, do you have any preferences for who gets the Draymond spot?
0: From the West? Yeah. Uh, Jackson,
1: like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> um,
1: uh, I have a name here. Jaron Jackson Jr.
0: I mean, that might be as good as it gets.
1: I mean, again, kind of rewarding the Grizz for being so good as a team. Right. Um, he's picked it up this year. But, like, been good. Both sides of the ball. Christophs is another interesting name.
0: You know who's gonna get it though? Go ahead. Anthony Davis. That's
1: even always missed a lot of time. Yeah. I, he's I, turned I it on. It. Uh, we mentioned him at the top, Brandon Ingram.
0: Yeah, I mean that's another other good Again missed a lot of time, but and then again DeJounte. I don't think they've won enough. Like I would throw out like SGA, but like they just haven't like Those well, he'd be teams hurt also, though, with this yeah.
1: incredibly sprained ankle he now
0: has <laughs> his sprained left toe that apparently needs like seven weeks. Uh, no, no, uh, yeah. I mean, I those guys just haven't won enough. Like, DeJounte hasn't, I mean, they have 20 wins. How do you They're put like... a guy in the all star game with 20 wins, Josh Giddy? yeah i mean just start giving them all-star games outside of the rising star games <laughs> which that was also announced but we're not going to talk about that because that's uh we don't we're, we, uh, just announcing the all-star starters is enough news for us right we don't need to go into the who's committed to uh the woeful dunk contest now yeah sponsored okay. by mountain dew um <clears throat> anyways uh last piece of all-star news here Matt. Suns and Heat coaching staffs to coach all-star game. Good for Monty Williams. Good for Eric Spolstra. Uh yeah. They respectively have the one seeds at this point in time. Uh, with Chicago losing today, that was decided. So, moving on to some rumor mill stuff, Matt. James Harden? Is he going to be traded? Maybe.
1: And now today, like, no he doesn't want to be traded he wants to be here from the brooklyn nets coaching staff and players like yeah of course he's telling you
0: so uh, so if you miss this news james harden has been thrown out as a name to potentially be traded for ben simmons that was squashed like middle of last week and then this week there was a breaking news story that was like, the 76ers are going to pursue James Harden ahead of Thursday's trade deadline. Like, all right, cool. I mean, that's fine. Like, okay, you can pursue him all you want. He's under contract with another team. Uh, And like, it seemed like to get some momentum. And then today, Steve Nash had had a press conference before their game this afternoon with the Nuggets. He squashed that. He said, no, we're not trading James Harden. Kevin Durant has tweeted out, or has let it be known that James Harden wants to be in Brooklyn. So, what the heck is going on? Who's lying to who? Is Daryl Morey trying to like leverage this James Harden situation into like another team like upping their offer for Ben Simmons? Uh, I, I think it's the leverage play. play. That's honestly what I think it is.
1: I think so too, but there's like 40% of me that's like, yeah, James Harden is like wants out. He's just like, eh, this isn't fun anymore. And (laughs) like, he's just like, I'm done. Like I'll move on. You know, I mean, is it, is it odd that this coincides at all with like, honestly, a bad stretch for James Harden? Like now, and I know we're about to get this like, Now he's out with some hamstring soreness and he wasn't playing well. He had like four points and 30 minutes against the Kings. The Nets have lost like eight straight games at the time of this recording. Like, again, maybe not coincidence that this got leaked during this period of time, but you're right. It's probably just a leverage play.
0: Is it Um, a leverage play for James Harden to get like the max contract with the Nets? Are the Nets like looking at him being like, we kind of think you're washed, and he's like, "Bet." <laughs> and so he's leveraging himself into this spot where the Nets have to pay him.
1: Yeah, I'm not like I wouldn't be thrilled to pay him like five two fifty.
0: Like everyone was complaining about paying Chris Paul all this money, I would rather have Chris Paul right now
1: than James Harden, he, like. Straight up, right now,
0: yeah, he is probably playing.
1: He's definitely playing more consistent.
0: He's playing more consistent, like five years older. Like I, just like the James Harden we're seeing now. Like you see bursts of like, ooh, there's the Houston James Harden, and then other times like, how can you not get by like Harrison Barnes?
1: Yeah, he's he's like three or four years away from this looking just like an awful contract.
0: Yeah, and that's what's yeah, scary. It's and it's crazy. not like he's he's it's not like he's doing the like super aged well superstar thing that like LeBron and Chris Paul have. It's been pretty well known that he likes the nightlife. It's not like he's going to change his like eating habits or lifestyle to accommodate like a long-term end of career type of situation. At least I don't think.
1: No, he's not.
0: He doesn't so, like, let's
1: just be honest, he's never given off of the, uh,
0: the gym rat Kobe.
1: Yeah. Like he's very talented at basketball. Obviously <laughs> he's very good at what he does. He's always been a play myself in the shape guy, Like yep. which is fine. Right. Just might not be good enough to be a one, a superstar that wins championships.
0: Right, right. I, I mean, I. Who knows? I mean, going back to this whole like Nets, Sixers thing, I feel like that t- situation is going to get really tense, and it might already be really tense behind the scenes. But I just don't see it. De- I mean, I don't see a trade getting done before Thursday's yeah. deadline. So that's a uh, some trade rumor stuff, which we'll talk more here on in minute. Uh, some injuries to wrap up this news uh segment. So James Harden, you mentioned this uh a minute ago, Matt. Uh James Harden out with hamstring soreness. Uh Joey Ingalls has a torn ACL and is out for the season. That's big blow for the Jazz. Thanks. Joe Harris might need a second surgery on his foot. That's also concerning for the Nets. And Tim Hardway Jr. has foot surgery, which is a is a pretty big blow for the uh, Dallas Mavericks, and that ends our news segment Matt let's get on to topic one. We have some marketing here, and i'll let <laughs> you I'll let you take the reins on this one since this was your uh brainchild
1: exactly what all the listeners thought you were going to say there for topic one yeah um, so just a, just a quick little fun question here before we get into trade season so in honor. Of the Washington football team, Ryan. Now the Washington Commanders. Which, it's whatever. 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 Need to work on those jerseys already. (laughs) But, Ryan, what NBA franchise do you most want a name change or rebrand for? I feel like there's quite a few teams that should be in this conversation.
0: Yeah, I so. I know they just had a name change and a slight rebrand a few years back, but the New Orleans Pelicans desperately yes. need like something cool. Like I don't know what deal needs to be done, but the Jazz, the Jazz name needs to be with New Orleans. It yeah, needs to be yeah. out of out of Utah. That doesn't make any sense.
1: They can be like the Mormons or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Golly, off the top for oh jeez, uh, yeah, that's just. I don't know. I, I I hate the mascot. The uniforms have traditionally been just terrible. So I, I that's that's the first place I go to. What about you, Matt?
1: Um, I don't know if it's my answer, but I'm kind of tired of this Clippers thing.
0: Mm. Like
1: this, like kind of new modern logo thing they have. Like it's just whatever. Uh, again. Just, again, still no one knows what a Clipper is. Still. It's
0: some sea thing, some sailing yeah. sea thing.
1: Um, I'm going to be real honest. I don't hate the name, but the Oklahoma City Thunder need a
0: rebrand. Yeah. I mean, that's that's been the thing for a while, right?
1: Yeah. I'm I'm not going to let that one go. That one's got to change.
0: Uh, um, I mean, what's a Maverick, you know? Like, can we get... I mean, there's uh, already Cowboys in Dallas, but
1: they definitely need to figure out the uh, what they want to do with the whole jerseys and bit. Like that's been going yeah. on for
0: too long now.
1: They got to figure that out.
0: Yeah, they keep doing these like retro things. Uh, and then
1: I have one more, and it's from kay. the the Wizards.
0: I was gonna say the Wizards is pretty terrible.
1: Yeah, both Washingtons now the football. team. Team and the basketball team got to get this figured out wizards makes no sense no one cares like it's not a fun theme honestly if like the orlando magic weren't a thing like wizards would almost fit better there against on like the disney theme you know yeah, right but like washington like you just find the like google the first team name that started with a w like wizards and went with it like what are we <laughs> you know What are we doing here? I mean,
0: the hockey team has the best name there, right? Like the Capitals. Yeah, Yeah. that's pretty good.
1: So, I mean, the Nationals are the baseball team. Again, makes sense. Like, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying everything has to be like military, America-themed necessarily, but, you know, like Wizards.
0: I mean, you can't call yourself the Generals, right? That's like inviting too many like Globetrotter references, right? Probably. You
1: know, Bullets. Now, like 2022, you can't go back to the bullets. Yeah. I missed. Yeah. So, I, I, I gotta believe there's something better out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not creative enough to come up with that stuff yet. There's definitely something better, though. Like, the Wizards, bad. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the Hornets, like the Charlotte Hornets either.
1: See, I feel like they kind of figure out a brand, at least.
0: Yeah, I guess. I just don't like the Hornets. I guess, like, that's the thing. Like, I don't like the name. Like, it doesn't, f- I don't know. Maybe it just doesn't fit Charlotte to me.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. I don't, I don't honestly mind it as like just a team name.
0: Yeah, and, it's fine. The color
1: scheme. Like, the color scheme is different for the NBA.
0: Yeah, like the made... teal.
1: Yeah, the teal and purple, like, made it cool. So, you know, like, they, I think they've done a good job with what they've had to work with, put it that way.
0: Right. Yeah. So,
1: Anyone else, or out of those five, do you have a pick?
0: I mean, the the Wizards is a really good one. I would just have to pick, go back to the Pelicans, and that would be my original pick.
1: No, that was, like, the first one that came to my mind, too.
0: Like, it's just so bad.
1: I don't like the color scheme. Nope. I don't like the mascot. I don't nope. like the jerseys. Oh. Arena's boring. Smoothie the King boring. Arena. Yeah, the the team name is boring. Like I just don't like any of it.
0: Just and I'm you fine. have like one of the most exciting players on your roster. Like fix fix it. You know.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm I'm gonna go with the Wizards. Yeah. Like, I just I can't get over them.
0: I mean, the when Clippers, you're the owner of the Wizards, you gotta you gotta just make some changes. You know.
1: Yeah. The Clippers almost just like. I know, like they have Paul George and Kawhi right now. Like, I get it. Like, they're almost just too back burner for me to mm. figure, like, to
0: do something else with them.
1: So I'm gonna go Wizards. The Wiz.
0: The Wiz. Let's if you see. had to like give a name right now for the Wizards, what would it be? Oh, okay. I had go
1: pick something off the list from the Washington <laughs> Football Team. Like, I Can know. I
0: call them the Washington Basketball Team? <laughs> just the WPT. <laughs>
1: hey honestly at this point like just take a couple years like let's just get the wizards out you know oh
0: gosh uh just rename them to the seattle supersonics and move them to Uh-oh. seattle pretty, pretty go. that's that's oh, God, the move now that's the move uh okay moving on to topic two let's do some trade machine stuff matt we haven't done this in a minute and i'm excited to come back to it this is just like every other trade machine topic we've ever done. If you've listened to us for a while, we're going to try to come up with some trades we would do before the trade deadline. Matt, why don't you start us off?
1: Trade deadline this Thursday, this so,
0: Thursday.
1: No, we only have a few more days. So, uh, I don't know, Starting big, kind of big. I don't know. Um, we're going to go to get us started. We're going to go, we're going to get Tobias Harris out of Philly. Mm. Um, we we were talking pre-pod Tobias Harris just in the way on the court Tobias Harris in the way off the court trying to do trades you get him out so Tobias Harris and that ginormous contract and a 2023 first going to the Washington basketball team Mm. uh, in exchange for KCP Spencer Dinwiddie and Denny Obdia Okay. So the idea behind this is Dinwiddie is just not working in Washington. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, the reported, like, personality conflicts and everything. Just not working. KCP, useful. Unfortunately, it just, he's not doing a lot in in Washington because what is there to do right now? And then Avdia, let's just be honest, kind of redundant with Rui at this point. I like Avdia. Um, personally, but kind of redundant with him and Rui, especially if you're bringing in Tobias Harris. Like, you got to make room for him. And I just feel like Avdia, like this is the way they use him now. over The last year plus doesn't really seem like they're trying to play through him. And this is the they're still holding out hope Bradley Beal wants to be there. Mm. So Tobias Harris, and again, in theory, scores a lot of points. You know. I guess maybe you can sell, like, hey, we're getting another first and then using another trade. So that's kind of a positive for Washington. And then if you're Philly, I mean, you're getting some, in theory, quality backcourt players in KCP and Dinwiddie to pair with Maxi going into your postseason run. You still have Curry there also. So you have kind of four guards now.
0: Danny Green, two.
1: And then between you still have Thiebal, Avdia, and Embiid, you still have some guys in the front court. Um, maybe you can even play a little smaller and it'd be okay. I, I think this is adds some good depth to your team if you're Philly. Yeah. And then if you're still exploring the Simmons trade, it's okay then if you are having to attach something to Simmons. For a bigger fish, then because this supplies the depth you would need, so that's kind of where I'm at.
0: I like it. I like it. It helps the Sixers. I mean, KCP and Avdia get me in the door, and Dinwiddie kind of puts it over the top. Yeah, um, because I mean, the Sixers need another ball handler. They need someone else who brings some zip to this offense and. You hope Dinwiddie could be that for sure. Um, it, KCP provides shooting. I mean, it, it's a good it's a good trade. I I'm sure the 76ers would be somewhat hesitant because it gives up some like perimeter interior defense. But like Embiid's been so good, like why wouldn't you just like trust that the defense is going to be there? I for think the playoffs? KCP though like.
1: KCP has proven that like, he'll defend when it matters, like and can do it really well. Right. And then, Dinwiddie, I'd kind of just almost bring him off the bench, And yeah. Just like let him run second units. You know, I feel like that's where he's going to get his best. And then Avdia, again, not he's going to play a ton, but actually 6'9", actually is proven to be a good defender. Yeah. So if anything and he's a willing passer like that's probably the best skill set is passing so he's going to get the ball to Embiid you know he's not going to feel the need to chuck his own shots so I, again I, I think this is a fairly balanced trade I like this deal
0: yeah I mean you could definitely sell this on this both sides to be a win uh whether <laughs> who wins that actually on the court I guess would be seed but I mean yeah I mean if you're the set, or excuse me, if you're the Wizards, you kind of prove to Bradley Beale that you're still serious and you're not trying to tank. So it's a good overall trade. Um, moving on to one of my first trades, Matt. It's so your team. So this is a, a Marcus Smart and a picks first round pick swap, a 2023 pick swap to Dallas for Jalen Brunson and Dwight Powell. Mm. I think the Mavericks say no to this, but it gets Boston, their point guard potentially of the future one because uh, Brunson's a restricted free agent and you can decide to pay him this off season, but it also pairs Marcus smart, a good perimeter defender with Luca who, I mean, long-term is a good fit and can kind of give some perimeter defense to actually a pretty stingy defense this year in um, Dallas and some extra another ball handler, another shooter. I think Dallas says no to this. I like the idea of having Jalen Brunson on in Boston because he can create and be that efficient point guard they've been looking for. Dwight Powell is just kind of some salary filler but could be like a nice backup big for Rob uh um time lord i I think it's I think it's a good deal, but I, I think Dallas is gonna value Jalen Brunson and rightfully so. I like he's a really good player and they're probably gonna pay him but if they get the sense that he's gonna be a flight risk this offseason and they're not gonna get anything back for him I I mean it could be uh kind of a interesting summer for Dallas if they end up not deciding to bring him back because someone pays him upwards of 15 to 18 million dollars which
1: it'd be a similar situation to like what the bucks got in with malcolm brogdon a couple right right the pacers offered him like four for 80 and they were just like we're wrong. like we like brogdon but we don't want to do it and so they got the pacers to give him a pick to do the deal like something like that very well could be in the play uh for Brunson. I you you kind of joked about it at the beginning of the pod. Marcus Smart now has been playing like a real point guard for the last what three weeks. Right. Wow. Can we trade him? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this. I I this is almost one of those like we've talked about with Ben Simmons is like both teams probably overvalue their own Honestly, average asset and Marcus Smart and Jalen Brunson. Like, I personally really like Jalen Brunson. I would love to have him on the Celtics, one on the Celtics. But Dallas probably too much overvalues him, knowing like they can probably do like the Bucks Brogdon thing mm. if it absolutely comes to it. And then if you're the Celtics, like Marcus Smart, like he's turned it around, turned the corner, like he's probably right. like a point guard. Like, it's easy to do it for two weeks. Can you do it for
0: the next two months? Right. Right, not take bad shots. Um I like I said, I think Dallas says no to this ultimately, but it's an enticing deal. Um because of the I think because of the pick swap, but also it's kind of a win out move. So um I don't know. I, I it's definitely you have a meeting about the trade, right? Like it's yeah. not like a immediate yeah. hang up, hang up the phone. You definitely have a meeting about it um so that's that's the trade i would do if i were dallas
1: okay so here we go this next one's very niche nba uh trade <laughs> but i don't care so we're finally going to get the charlotte hornets center but knowing miles turner may not i and know, who knows if he's available or not mm. if i ever trade him um you need someone who can actually play not someone who's hurt right now we're gonna get precious achua and chris boucher to the charlotte hornets so now you got your center of the future and press precious achua Mm. still got this year and two more left on that deal in exchange it's basically pj washington gotta throw (laughs) a couple contracts on there just to make it work um JT Thor and Nick Richards, but who cares? This is effectively precious to Chua for PJ Washington, basically, what it boils down to. Boucher is an expiring contract. Washington only has two years left on his deal, so he's going to be up for payment um, sooner than uh, Precious is. So if I'm Charlotte, again, PJ Washington may be not viewed as like a true center or at least not the stylistic center that um, Charlotte is wanting. And Precious, in theory, fills that role. little more pick-and-roll rim runner. Uh, you know, can shoot a little, is still working on it to be um, sure. But again, also, like, a still a good young player. You have years. Um, You're year extra on that rookie deal. This would be someone I'd be interested in getting in the building and really seeing what I got. There's also been some rumblings that PJ Washington is less than thrilled that his name is just always in trade discussions and wants to go somewhere where he's wanted. And if you're uh, Toronto, well, you just have a team of these guys, like right? six, 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 seven, six, eight, two, twenty, two, thirty, like he'd fit right in. Not as much of an above the rim player as some of the other guys, but actually provides some floor spacing that they need in Toronto. And, like, as we've seen, and we like P.J. Washington, willing defender, willing rebounder, maybe not great at it, but he's he tries. So that's why I like this for both teams.
0: P.J. Washington's just a good NBA player. And, like, why Charlotte's, like – it's not like he's making a ton of money either. So it's not like, oh, he's good salary filler for like this big trade we're going to get. It's like, why not just keep him? Like, just keep the dude. Like, he's a good player. <laughs> like, I don't understand this, like, just need to get rid of him. But I like the idea only because it would get us closer to like Fred VanVleet plus four other like six, eight dudes who yep. it's just like, the most bizarre lineup in the NBA. And I, I would want that. Um, so I like this trade. I mean, like I was kind of looking at a, a Chua to Charlotte and you're just smarter than I, I am and figured it out. So, um, I mean, I like Precious in that role for Charlotte. I think he would be a fun fit next to LaMelo and that that core there. Um, but PJ Washington, my overall takeaway, PJ Washington, is just a good player. Keep up Charlotte. Matt, serious question. Who says no first to that deal? Toronto or Charlotte?
1: I think Charlotte, honestly. My mm. view on that would be whoever gets PJ Washington wins the trade. Mm. So, so, tr- that, that, so true. Incredible... But again, it just seems like we've talked about in situations where teams value their own young guy or like the Marcus Smart Jalen Bronson thing. Like teams value their own guy too much.
0: It just seems like Charlotte doesn't value PJ Washington enough. So, it's like the opposite. Yeah. yeah. I don't get it. I mean, like he's fine. Like maybe that's the thing. Like Miles Bridges just developed and he's their guy long term. But man, I don't I wouldn't get be in a hurry to get rid of PJ Washington. But that's just I me. wouldn't either, but I'm not running that franchise.
1: This is but it's what I would do. <laughs> They don't want PJ Washington.
0: So, if you're in charge of the Toronto Raptors, you're just taking advantage of the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Nice, yeah. I like it. Smart thinking, Matt. Uh, on to my next uh trade, I would do so. This is sending Eric Gordon to Utah Jazz for Joe Angles, Adoka Azubuki, and a 2025 first round pick, a lottery protected pick. Um, going to the Rockets. This gives the Jazz, another perimeter shooter, um, kind of can play make occasionally outside of Donovan Mitchell. Um, he can come off the bench. He can score. He can kind of fit in with all these different lineups. With Joe Ingles going out, it's kind of just unfortunate. Um, I mean, it's just an expiring contract now for the Rockets, so they get less money on their books sooner. Uh, I think Eric Gordon has three years left on his deal at like 12 or 13, $14 million, somewhere in that range. Um, So, and for the jazz, like you're not going to get the salary back once Joe Ingles contract expires. You're so far into the luxury. You just got to go in. You have to try to win this season West. It could be winnable. Um, And I think Eric Gordon has proven himself at the playoff series in the past. So you just kind of got to buy in now on Eric Gordon, even though you're giving up that first round pick later. um, You kind of have to meet that requirement from the Rockets. So I think this is a trade that could be done for the Jazz. I don't know if it gets them closer to winning the championship. Ultimately, if I'm the Rockets, I would do this deal um, because it does get, get money off the books as soon as possible. Um, And you want most cap flexibility in this era of everyone's going over the tax. So you can definitely take advantage of some different desperate teams, maybe next year at the trade deadline or this off season. Yeah.
1: And if you're Utah and there's always still the rumblings of Donovan and Rudy aren't getting along, this isn't going great. You know, they still win a pretty decent amount of games, although recently they haven't been uh, very good. I mean, this you got four guards, I mean, between Clarkson, Gordon, off the bench, and then Conley and Mitchell starting. Like, you would never have to play a playoff minute with a guard that you didn't feel comfortable with. Right. There's a right. lot to be said about that. And then Royce O'Neill, you know, Bogdanovich, Gobert in the front court, plus the Rudy Gay um addition that they made in the off season and then i don't know if you need to go big like you have white side i mean that's nine guys that's a playoff rotation right there right It, it, it sounds really good and if it doesn't work like at that point i mean you can still decide to run it back but at that point you probably know okay this just isn't working we gotta pivot but this this feels like the if we ain't gonna know at the end of this, we're never gonna know.
0: <laughs> I think I think the uh, I think it's also I would call this trade like if this were actually be and uh, be called into the league and we were talking about it, like next week on our podcast, I would title this the Jordan Clarkson insurance trade uh, because this protects you from like Jordan Clarkson middle of the series having like a two for 17 3 point shooting streak. And just kind of slumping middle of the series because I think Aaron Gordon is not going to do that for the most part and kind of be a reliable three point off the bench scoring uh, source there. So, um, I mean, you should be well rested. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Him and his buddy John Wall, huh? John Wall ain't going nowhere (laughs) except the buyout. Uh, so that's my that's mine, uh, Matt. Let, talk me through your last trade that you would do. All right, so we're going to stay on this Houston bandwagon for a moment,
1: because I I could be wrong. How does THT not get traded at the deadline? Right, like so. I'm going, Taylen Horton Tucker, in two future seconds to Houston for Daniel Tice.
0: Mm.
1: Jay Sean Tate. So honestly, the the best player in this deal might be Jay Sean Tate. I
0: was about to say, yeah, they, I like Jay Sean Tate.
1: And you know, he's making like nothing five mil. Yeah. Making um, Tice, he's under contract for the next, I think, four years, but or this year plus three more. But it's, you know, sub ten million a year. It ain't that much. Let's just face it. They still want to play a center.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And they ain't got a good one on the roster outside of Anthony Davis. <laughs> Again, Washington, Boston. Daniel Tice is a good center. Like right. he, he knows what to do defensively. Knows how to rotate. Know, he'll take on the tough assignments. Like He'll take one in the chin. Like he's a good NBA player. He gives you actually some floor spacing, too so it's not like he's just a big dude clogging up the lane so i'd if you're gonna play a center because you're that insistent upon it for even in playoffs 15 minutes a night daniel tice is good for that like he really is um and then jay sean tate kind of desperately would help the lakers out plays defense just it's like what stanley johnson's been doing like Mm. play hard play defense guard and the other teams like better wings and then when you're open catch and shoot do it like hit it. hit the corner three occasionally yeah. yeah and let's just again this is the real talk conversation tht ain't that valuable he's not two future seconds from the lakers again whoever owns them whatever and they're, they're not that great like they're fine they're not that great if you're Houston, this is like, yeah, let's see what THT is. Can we put him next to, you know, Jalen Green and see if some stuff can happen? If he does, cool. You got him, um, you know, again, about that same contract Daniel Tice has. It's really not any different. Um, and if it, you know, doesn't work, it's, it's not the biggest deal. If it does work, cool. Spend our next draft asset on a bigger player, you know? Mm. So. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I just think it's one of those THT's going to get dealt. Like there's just no way the Lakers keep him. It feels like if he's their really only trade chip. So this team clearly is not good enough.
0: I still like can't get over the fact, like we talked about how Portland's taken a nosedive in the last like 12 months. <clears> THT's <throat> value has taken like an absolute n- nosedive. Remember when the Lakers wouldn't include him in a trade for Kyle Lowry 12 months ago? Like that's, and now we're talking about to
1: play and like do things now and like be reliable and it's just not realistic for 21 year olds on a championship contender to do it
0: right right and like like, i just can't get over the fact that like i mean this is like a fair trade like tht had two few like that's like you're getting daniel tice and like Jay Sean Tate who like we like Who's a good player but It's not Kyle Lowry and you Wouldn't be in this Russell Westbrook situation Either I just think it's Just I, it's just insane It's insane that uh, THT is Just valued the way he is now Because of how he's played And it's unfortunate For the Lakers because He was their last like trade asset Really um, yeah. But I, I mean, I like the deal. Like you said, Daniel Tice, solid NBA center, better than Dwight, Howard, and yeah. whoever else you're throwing out there on a night right, to night DeAndre basis. Jordan. DeAndre Jordan, who's like giving you nothing. Um Yeah.
1: This is in reality, this deal won't happen because again, going back to our one of our original thoughts, the Lakers value their own guy just way too much. Mm. It, and we've seen all the reporting like THT, Kendrick Nunn, and like their future first. And like it's just getting no traction. And understandably, like, you know, so
0: that 2027 I mean, Lakers first round pick could be very nice, though.
1: Could be that that's the best part of that deal, right? But People think like it's just the add on you have to do. I know that's the best part of it. Again, going back to the seventh bit, you just people don't have an accurate value on right. what they're that is
0: it's such a good point such a good point uh, i'll move on to my last trade matt this might be my zaniest one that i've had yet i like this trade so marcus Morris senior goes to the, to the bucks for brooke lopez and a 2023 second round pick sending to the clippers uh brooke lopez is a big question mark the bucks have no idea at least we have no idea if he's going to return this season, um, but it gives, I mean, the Bucks another another versatile four that they needed in PJ Tucker last season to w- win the championship. Can hit threes, can hit catch and shoot threes, hits big buckets all the time. You can play big with Giannis at the center at center and throw in Bobby Portis as well. Uh, you can go small and play like Grayson Allen and um, uh, Dante DiVincenzo in a lineup together, along with the th- three stars for the Bucs. Um, and then on the flip side, it gets Clippers out of money sooner. Marcus Morris has three years left on his deal. Brooke Lopez has two. Um, so I, I, I like this deal. Because of that, for the Clippers, and if you're really the Clippers, like you can flip him again, Brooke, again at next year's trade online as an expiring contract, and you get a second-round pick out of the deal, which is probably going to be in the later half of the second round. Um, But second-round picks can be valuable. You can package them together and get other stuff.
1: Or like they just proved this year by taking uh, B.J. Boston – right and it's kind of working out now
0: right and now he's like kind of a rotation player for them um but yeah i mean this is you can't imagine at least i can't imagine having robert covington norm powell marcus Moore senior on the roster together um that seems like a lot of redundancies to me um so i don't know i i would be trading Marcus Morris, maybe you can get more for him, but I like this deal specifically for the Bucks, and I think this would put them right back in uh, maybe championship contender and ahead of the Heat.
1: I, again, I really like this deal for the Bucks. They would probably like the, the Clippers would probably be asking for like a, another second round pick in this deal, right? Like second one, which again, if you're the Bucks, like you just do it. Like who cares, right? But I'm be – if I'm the Bucks, I would be trying to do this deal immediately. Like it's not just that Lopez is hurt. I, I just really like what it does for your team. And I think you have Bobby Portis on like a great value contract and just the versatile lineups you talked about. And there's other guys too off that bench, like George Hill, right? That you can be playing. Like if you absolutely needed Shimmy Ojale, get some minutes there, Thanassus, along with just obviously your core guys with Drew and Chris and Giannis there's stuff there like that's that's pretty solid if you're the Bucks. um so i I like that deal for them and if you're the clippers again when you're 30 plus million over the tax already like
0: every couple million you can save helps so yeah i mean you could probably reroute brook this year even if you needed to um but i like the deal because of that specifically it can help get the clippers off some money very very quickly um so that's our trade machine segment for this year matt uh let's move on to league pass teams of the week who you got this week matt who you watching
1: i'm gonna go with the just awful brooklyn <laughs> um, <laughs> recently Brooklyn Nets um, dropped another one today against the Nuggets. Um, this week they have my Celtics. Mm. And then uh, Thursday they have the Washington basketball team. And then finally they're at Miami on Saturday, February 12th. So you could tell me they bounce back and win a couple of those. You could tell me this skid keeps going. And mm. they all three or drop two or three there. And I mean, Kyrie will get to play in a couple of them
0: because they're on the road. But man, I don't, I don't know right now. If Harden's out and they're at home and no Kyrie, no Katie.
1: I mean, that's,
0: that's a loss.
1: Yeah. Right to the Celtics. Because that's their first game. It's on Tuesday.
0: That's like what, like a hundred million dollars, just like not playing for the Nets. Yeah, that
1: that's pretty really, if not more than that. Yeah, and then like things, I mean, are going to be slightly better for the Wizards game. So like maybe that's the win, but then you go into Miami. Like I don't care if you got all three guys. That's going to be a tough game, and we know they're not going to have all three. They're going to have.
0: Maybe two of them. That might be Owen. That o- another 0 three stretch right there. That's what I'm saying. That's like eleven straight. Whew. Yeah. Wow. I haven't been in the game
1: since January 21st against the Spurs.
0: That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yikes. That's a big yikes. Was that the game that Katie got hurt in?
1: Uh, I don't remember.
0: It's been too long now. Too much has happened since then. It's been an unnecessarily dramatic NBA uh, (laughs) two weeks. You're right. Uh, So my team, moving on to me, uh, my team this week is the Toronto Raptors. Um, And Monday, the 7th, they're playing at Charlotte. And then I'm seeing them in person, Matt, Mm. in Oklahoma City uh, at OKC. And then they play uh, the Rockets Thursday, and then Saturday they play the Denver Nuggets. Um, yeah, I just kind of a wild, zany couple of weeks. I like the I like the schedule coming up for Toronto. They've been pretty good. They're six right now, um, so they played their way out of the play-in and into just the playoffs. Uh, and I mean, they can beat Charlotte. Oklahoma City and Houston, you might as well book those as wins. And then Denver, like, I I mean, they dropped a game to the Pelicans the other day. They did beat the Nets, but like we've talked about, the Nets aren't very good right now. So they could be coming out of this week looking, I don't know, they play one, two, three, four games. Three and one would be a really good record for them. Surging. Surging Toronto Raptors. Uh Fred Van Fleet is gonna hit a three from Lawton, Oklahoma. Yeah, he is. Bonus points if you know where Lawton, Oklahoma is. <laughs> Anyways, that's awesome. been... it.
1: Heard a great Pascal Fred Van Fleet nickname combo. All right, let's hear it. I, I just saw on Twitter and I was like, why is this not a thing? Like a thing thing. Come on. Spice and dice.
0: Ooh,
1: and then Fred Van Fleet's always been the big like, you know, bet on yourself. Yeah. Spice and dice. And I was like, how in the world
0: is this like not like nationally known? Like that's nice. Yeah. Spice and dice. I I may have to get a a a spicy pea jersey because I like Pascal Pascal Siakam so much.
1: Might cook your thunder for about 30
0: i'm gonna enjoy every second of it honestly i don't i don't care um that's a win in my book this year for the local say thunder anyways that's been it for episode 133 thank you so much for listening and we'll see you back in episode 134
1: yeah.